Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and reclaims the shield for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this episode, we are covering Falcon and the Warrior Soldier. Spoilers! Find out how wrong we were in our prediction episode episode. <laughs> <laughs> I should have planned that better, but it's okay. <laughs> You know, I actually completely forgot that you, that given our normal <laughs> order of things, you were the one who, who reads that, because I wrote down a whole thing to say for that, but All right. oh well. <laughs> anyway, um, as Tony said, we're doing our prediction results, and we can't do those without the uh, guests that we had last time, so we're welcoming back Trey and Jude from the MCU Need to Know podcast. Welcome back, guys. Hey. Hey. Thanks for cool. having us. Yeah, it's so good to be back. Thanks for not saying no after the first time. We really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, hey, the first time was a blast. <laughs> a lot of fun. Well, shoot, in, in our episodes throughout all of the season, we've just been referencing and waiting to see what the verdicts were going to be on all our predictions. <laughs> I know, we kept, when something would come up, and we're like, okay, so were we right? Were we not right? Like... <laughs> will Tony and Al be nice to us, or will they bring the hammer of Thor on You'll have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're here. So, exactly. Uh, really quickly, do you do you want to tell our audience about your show? Yeah, sure. So, uh, we've been doing this for a year now. Uh, it's MCU Need to Know. We do a weekly show where we either have topics based in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or whenever there's stuff like WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we do um, re reactions and reviews on the episodes that release that week. Awesome. And uh, just let everyone else know, I listen to the show. I enjoy it. It's it's a fun one. So if oh, you yeah. like MCU podcasts, uh, if as in, you know, you're someone that listens to our show for some odd reason, uh, listen to theirs too. It's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't like MCU podcasts... I don't know who we're talking to, really. So, <laughs> well, Tony, I've I've seen our download numbers. I know who we're talking to. <laughs> All right, um, cool. So we'll, we'll kind of jump into this. A couple things to note: um, spoilers for all of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, sorry <laughs> for that spoiler if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, also, just to be safe, let's assume spoilers to literally everything in the MCU. So if you have yet to see the whole one season of The Inhumans, maybe <laughs> consider watching that. Or not. You're gambling. It's your choice. Hey. Uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I was going to say, it's something that didn't make the cut on hours editing-wise. Trey had a friend that got spoiled <laughs> in the finale. Because Trey on Twitter just liked a photo and that put it in this other guy's feed. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Why are you, if you haven't seen the finale yet, why are you on Twitter? Go watch the finale. Yep. So, and that was uh, what a good 24 hours later. So, I mean, yeah, that's why I get up an hour before work on Fridays to watch yeah. whatever the newest Marvel thing is. Yeah. So. No, I'm sorry, not 24 hours, but it was a good, he had it time. Was, it yeah. was like maybe 12 hours later. And, yeah. So, and, since we're here, Tony, it was your tweet. <laughs> it was my tweet? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got me in trouble. <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong. Trey no, just, not at all. Just hit, just hit the like, and so oh. it showed up in his feed because he hit the like. And, and um, you know, what are you doing on social media? No, you no, haven't gone true. and seen the finale. All right. 
I, I revoke my apology. <laughs> As someone who just can't wake up early, um, and also just this one time, my internet was out for a day. Um, uh, normally on Fridays when you know a new episode of anything drops, I, if I'm going to use Twitter uh, on my computer during the day, I have to uh, load up the uh, the developer tools. And then hit the button to make my screen look uh, smaller, like like it's on a phone, because that hides all of the trending topics on the side. So many things from WandaVision were spoiled because of those trending topics just showing up. Yeah. <laughs> That's an incredibly smart way to get through that, though. I like that workaround. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying. I have to make sure those developer tools stay open, because sometimes I'll close it, open it, ah, and there's a spoiler. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, uh, so that's the spoiler policy, everything, including Inhumans, maybe. Um, (laughs) So how the predictions work. So we're going to go over the predictions uh, that we have already predicted uh, previously, that that episode. If you want to go ahead and listen to it, um, either again, or if you haven't listened to it, go for it. Or not, because we're going to read all of the questions and answers right now. Um, We are all going to try and debate where we feel like we get full points for an answer, or not, or give up. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and the winner gets bragging rights. Uh, maybe someday, something else. I have no idea. But for now, and the immediate future, bragging rights. Uh, we are making a slight change to the way we usually do our predictions. Uh, in the past, it would be, if you got a prediction right, you got one point, and then you would argue for you know either the full point or half point. Uh, this time, just to make it easy, we're just going to say if you get the full answer, it's two points, and instead of a half point, it's one point. So it's half of it, but it... it it's just easier on our minds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, before we do that, let's actually just kind of do like a quick, uh, hey, what did you think of the series as a whole? So uh, Trey, why don't you start us out? What, what did you think of, of the show? So to me, I think it wasn't as consistent as WandaVision was in terms of my enjoyment of it. But when it hit, it hit really, really hard and was super impactful for me. Uh, And I think a lot of that had to do with the show's fundamental understanding of the idea of Captain America. And I I loved those moments where it was it could evoke those emotions from me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tony, how about your your thoughts? Um, uh... I uh, echoing a little bit of what he said, uh, (laughs) I think, like, watching the show, I think I had more fun with WandaVision week to week, but that's because we questioned everything and we were dissecting it all the time. I think this might have more longevity in how often I rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed getting to know uh, Sam in particular, because he's a character I, we knew so little about. Um, and by the end, like, the first episode was slow i enjoyed it but it was slow the second episode kind of got on my nerves just bucky and sam arguing the whole time <laughs> but episodes three through six was just like some top tier mcu in my opinion um and it's just like i by the end sam is captain america and bucky is not someone i want to punch like i thought i was going to feel like after the second episode <laughs> <laughs> So it was great. Also, um, got uh, all the supporting characters, uh, Zemo, Carly, and um, um, God, I call him Wyatt Russell, but that's not his name in the show. <laughs> um, uh, U.S. agent. Well, yeah, 
uh, not Captain America. Um, they Little were just John like Walker. John Walker. Thank you. <laughs> his real, <laughs> his real fake name. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I, I think I got to calling him off-brand Cap. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just like their characterizations, and I thought it was going to be too too many villains. But it wasn't because not all of them were villains, and even the ones who were villains weren't villains the whole time. So I thought it was a really good way to do this. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Nice, uh, Jude. What do you yeah. think? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm going to echo some of the stuff y'all already said. Uh, I think I enjoyed Wandavision week to week more because it just lent itself to more speculation. Um, now, not that. You know, the cooler talk and all that stuff didn't happen at work and mm-hmm. Trey and I texting and, and talking about it week to week. But in terms of like the fan theory speculation, you got more of that in WandaVision. Um, I think I agree with you, at least in the moment, on terms of long term impact of the MC of the MCU. I think this is gonna have a bigger impact. Um no, I'm sorry, not long term, but immediate. Let me rephrase that. Immediate mm-hmm. impact. Because uh, I don't think until we get to like Doctor Strange are we really going to see that WandaVision impact, so to speak. Um, I don't know. Trey and I talked the other day about the rewatchability. And I don't know if it's because I've been busy that I haven't gone back and rewatched episodes just for fun, like I did with WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Or if it's really the case that I'm just prefer WandaVision. Um, now, having said that, when I prefer WandaVision, it's because I like the risk that they took conceptually. Um, but our our guest and the Daniel on our on the fifth episode, I was talking with him today, and and you mentioned it about the villains. I I I got to think about this some more, but I'm not sure this show had a villain per se in the traditional mm-hmm. sense. And in some ways, I think just as WandaVision had a villain of grief, uh, this one, the villain was conceptual uh, and not just a person. And I think that is some of maybe the struggle in like, okay, is it Walker? Is it Carly? No, wait, it's Sharon. And, and, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's just something we might have to start getting used to, which I'm fine with. Like, and maybe the evolution of if I want more complex characters and not just a cookie cutter villain, I'm going to have to get used to this idea or concept as the overarching villain uh, that people are having to overcome. So that is another thing that I think I want to keep in the back of my mind when I rewatch it, because I'm really yeah. excited about that level of storytelling. Yeah, I would really say, like, for a conceptual villain where um, WandaVision was grief, this, the villain of this might be inadequacy. Because, um... Hmm, that's, a, that's an interesting way to put it. I'll have to think about that. Because yeah. I, was, I was wrestling with the idea of power and peace, uh, but <coughs> mm-hmm. inadequacy is a... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking at our three... If you can't, Bucky from the comics are three potential Captain Americas. Bucky doesn't think he's worried that he's inadequate because if Cap was wrong about Sam, he's wrong about it. Could be wrong about Bucky. He's not worth being uh, redeemed. Uh, Sam doesn't think he's adequate enough to carry the shield in the beginning. And then um, Walker is afraid that he uh, 
like he can't stand up to the Dora Milaje or the other people even um he should be Captain America and he doesn't feel like he's adequate enough until he takes the serum and then shit hits mm-hmm. the fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's mm-hmm. a really interesting way to look at it. I like the way you framed that. Al, what do you think of the show? <laughs> um, I uh, should not have gone last. Um, because, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, th- there's so much of, of, you know, what we all agree on, right? And, and mm-hmm. we, it's interesting how we all immediately compare this to the one other Disney Plus show, WandaVision. Uh, especially just because how different they are, how much time was in between the shows. And, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that I kept going with this show is this is exactly what I expected from a, from what we've heard them say the Disney plus shows will be like, we will have crossovers of different characters, right? The Dormelage showed up. Um, Zemo showed up. Sharon Carter showed up like all of these different characters who have been in other movies. And these aren't the, the same world changing events that happen in the movies, but we are seeing that a, a reminder that they all live in the same world. They don't just come mm-hmm. together when, an alien shows up and destroys half the universe, right? Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. come together in whatever their normal everyday adventures are. So, um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to more of that style of stuff because we haven't gotten that from any of the, any of the TV shows really. Like we've gotten a little bit here and there on agents of shield and that's it. So that like that right there is just the, like my favorite part of, of all of these shows, but also just the show alone. It's so good. I don't know what else to say though. Cause you all took the, the really good lines. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's just jump into it because one of the strengths we were talking about off mic was how Marvel doesn't really give you clues about what the storyline is going to be. That being said, guessing is just shots in the dark. And we'll see that as we go through the answers <laughs> from episodes before. <clears throat> so we'll start off with our first question, which was, how did Zemo escape? <sighs> All right. Um, Al said he blipped back and his room was left open and unguarded. And you know what? I said that too. And so did Jude. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trey, on the other hand, says anti-superhero ideology allows him to walk his way out of prison. Hmm. Um, I think I I think we were all wrong. I'm I'm scared <laughs> enough to say that. Uh, what did you guys think of how Azimo entered the story? I liked it. I, I appreciated how it, how it was used. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I I had the exact same thought, right? Like they. The, the main characters of the story had an actual reason for needing to talk to him. Uh, and then, <laughs> like how Bucky was very loose with the, well, eh, we need him. And he really does hate super soldiers. So I guess he'll be uh, receptive to helping us. So, yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was um, genuinely shocked. Because uh, I knew he was coming. But mm-hmm. I thought there would be a little bit more resistance but to have that scene where they just like have Bucky going through hypotheticals of how you could get out and then find out that he was working with them. I was like, Oh wow. They're really jumping into this. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I, I loved Zemo's role in this in general where he wasn't he, again, 
like we spoke about earlier, he wasn't a, the villain or even a villain, but he was someone who was I, ideologically opposed to our heroes, but still they had to work with him for this bigger threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, now I'm not going to argue for points. Okay. Um, <laughs> Good. But <laughs> but considering three of us said that he just kind of walks out, he kind of seemed like he could just walk out at any point. I'm j- just saying, like, it didn't feel that secure. Yeah, exactly. Bucky like laid some seeds a little bit, but Zemo's the one who kind of did all of the real work. He, I'm sure, if he planned it, he he could have actually gotten that. Just throw that out there. So what you're saying is it's Zemo's fault none of us got points. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Although now I'm actually curious uh, what happened to him during those five years. If he um, blipped back or if he was just there for five years during that time. I don't know if they said You know what? It wasn't clear if he was blipped or not. Yeah, I don't think Uh, we got confirmation one way or the other. No, I don't think think we did. I... If I were to venture a guess, it would be that he's been in prison for five years. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, he would have just walked out. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he yeah. was blipped, I guess he's only served six months-ish? Well, yeah. I mean, he's probably got life in prison. He killed the king of a foreign country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amongst other people. He's, he's yeah. got a while. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was what two years in between Captain America: Civil War and then the yeah, so he's about two years, six yeah. months in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to the next question: <clears throat> What is Sam and Bucky's legal status? Are they still wanted for breaking the Sokovia Accords? So uh, Trey said they were forgiven based on turning in the shield and because of their service in game. Uh, Jude said they're still on the run. Uh, Al said. <clears throat> Sorry. Al said they're doing something to try to clean their names, not volunteering, but doing missions to clean their clear their names. And I said uh, they made some sort of plea deal. That's why they're working for the military. So I think I'm uh we're good with giving Trey two points for that one. Oh wow. Uh, they nice. were forgiven. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, very nice, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Well, thank um, you. I was go- I was getting ready to prepare to argue for half point, but hey, I'll take two. <laughs> well, they were forgiven, and it's mostly because of their uh, services in Endgame. I don't think the shield thing, but I think you were close enough. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like we we heard Bucky specifically mm-hmm. uh, got the uh, pardon mm-hmm. uh, from the president. Uh, we don't know yeah. about Bucky or about uh, uh, Sam, but I think we can just assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Sam yeah, seemed to have safe assumption. Sam seemed to have all the hookups on getting people pardoned because that was one of the things he offered Sharon. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he had some connection there. But uh, no, this is one of the moments in our podcast where Jude and I were like talking about it because like as soon <laughs> as Bucky mentioned like, oh yeah, he got pardoned. Like I was uh-huh. like the Leonardo DiCaprio scene or meme pointing at my screen like, oh that's me. I think that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to argue for one point in this because Bucky did have a deal that he had to go to therapy or else they arrested him again. And I said he made some sort of plea deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense to me. It does. Can I make okay, a counterpoint? I... <laughs> sure. I mean, he did, you know, he did violate it and got arrested. 
Yeah, so he broke the deal. <laughs> yeah, the deal still so was in place. There you go. The, there deal, you go. the deal was in place. Also, he, the, he's not doing the missions for the deal. Like, he just is tanking along. That's true. Mm. Okay, Bucky. Well, I'll, I'll let you guys him. be. I'll let you guys judge my faith. Do I get a point or not? <laughs> uh, I actually, I actually would give that a point. Yeah, my vote personally. A point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think it's close enough. Yeah. All right. So current score, um, Trey's in first place with two points, and Tony's in first, second place with one point. Oh yeah. And then Alan Judo is somewhere back there. Okay, moving on. <laughs> team team. <laughs> I am in the peanut gallery. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, question number three is, we see them in therapy and jumping out of a military plane. Who are they working for? Jude said, some group, possibly AIM, that is filling the void of Stark Industries or that S.H.I.E.L.D. left behind. Um... Al said a multinational organization who is not S.W.O.R.D. And then both Trey and I said the Air Force. So, only one of them was working for the Air Force. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, what do you guys think? One point for me and Trey? I would think so. Um, Yeah. I got it. Or, no, go ahead. Now this is like the way we're talking about this now. I gotta realize, man, the Air Force is really lax with tagalongs. If Bucky wasn't no, was with the Air Force, that's, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, wait, seriously, they just let Bucky just ride along? He just walked onto that base too. Yeah, Listen, he, I mean, he's still he's still a sergeant. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they recognize that in the final episode, right? Mm-hmm. When he's just like walking past all those guards to get into right? that building. Yeah, yeah. They refer to him as Sergeant Barnes. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining if you could just like nonchalantly rip your sleeve off your shirt, you get a lot of respect wherever you go. So <laughs> that's his free pass. <laughs> and it's not just a shirt; that was like a leather jacket. It, yeah, it took, oh, yeah. you know, there's some strength. Yeah, and, and he did that with his his human arm. Well, well, the thing right. is, he's really got to work out that human arm because otherwise, like, if he ever goes swimming, he'd just be going in a circle because one arm is <laughs> massively stronger than the other. Oh man, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get that image out of my head for a while. That's great. <laughs> it, it gives the end of uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier a whole new context because we only got Steve's perspective of being knocked out. <laughs> He was just he was just spiraling for a while looking for Steve. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know what? I I could say one. I don't hmm, I kind of feel like Bucky did work with the Air Force. I mean, he was there. Was Air Force? He was there. Yeah, I mean, they might have uh, he let him on because he was also working for the Air Force. Maybe that's why they let him on the base. <laughs> yeah. So my it feels weird because I feel like I'm arguing like, oh, no, I should only get one point. But in the therapy scene, uh, the therapist specifically refers to him as a civilian. So I would imagine uh, that means he's not active anymore. All right. And he's also yeah. not supposed to hurt anyone. True. That's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, I'll, I think one point for each of us is that good fair. because literally this is as kind of as it gets. One of them was working for the airport, air force, and the other wasn't. 
Yeah. Cool. So each of, we we each get a point. Is that what you yes. heard you just say? Yeah, awesome. that's what. <laughs> really tossing right. that peanut pretty far there. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to questions that uh, you guys, Trey and Jude, uh, wrote. So, what is the time frame for Falcon and the Winter Soldier in relationship to Endgame and Black Widow? I said post Endgame, probably three months. Uh, Al said a few months after Endgame, far, uh, but before Far From Home, about four months after the blip. Jude said uh, right after WandaVision, but before Far From Home. And Trey said split timeline. <laughs> Bucky and Sam are close to Far From Home. Some of Zemo may be around Black Widow time. All right. I feel like three of us have an argument here. <laughs> yeah. Because this is, easiest... what, six, six months? It is six months. I looked it up mm-hmm. when I was going through these answers. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think Jude, because you weren't specific, Jude, I think <laughs> <laughs> you've got the best um chance at I... maybe one point, I'm feeling. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, see, as as again, as a teacher, one of the things I've learned is if you are vague enough, like, oh, it's the twelfth century, right? That, I I have a as long as I'm in the range, I know I'm I'm good, uh, and so I kind of stuck to that principle in that guess. But yeah, see, you can't it, be too vague, like I was, where it exists in a time, or else it doesn't work. That's true. All right. Um, what do you guys think about giving Jude a point for that one? Because he was vague, but he's still technically correct, which is the best type of correct. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the best type of correct, then obviously it's a two point. No, nah, it wasn't that that <laughs> correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I think for for two points, we would have wanted at least saying six months, and uh, maybe also the month. Yeah. <laughs> what month it was? This would have been April that that was happening because Endgame <laughs> happened in October. Oh, so fun fact um, to you guys: uh, Tony looked this up a while ago, and sometimes I think that you know we get pretty nerdy. But the way that people figured out the day that Endgame took place is much nerdier than I think I can ever get. So like, congrats <laughs> to them. <laughs> yeah, it was it was okay. about where the moon was in the sky during the celebration no and what yeah, whether it was a full moon and where it was. You could see it over Africa and you could see it over San Francisco. And they like figured out that it was like October, like between October fourteenth and seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Wow. <laughs> I never wow. knew Neil deGrasse Tyson was such a big MCU fan. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It was just like, oh, like, because uh, I don't know why we looked it up. It, if you listen to one of our Iron Fist episodes, we'll probably tell you why, because we did it on there. <laughs> but it was like, it says October, like Endgame, October um, 2023. It was like, well, how do they know that? And I just went down this rabbit hole of, <laughs> we need those people as a guest. On either of my shows, like how <laughs> or no, no, why? <laughs> yes, why is a good question on that one. <laughs> you know, all right. This is just a okay. tangent, so I'm so sorry. But I was talking to Jude, and this may have already been confirmed because I think I saw something about it on Twitter, but it, it it may have been just like a joke. But if it ever gets to the point where the MCU has like its own convention, say like an Avengers Con, like they do in Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, it should totally be on that date. 
and I I will hope for that as long as I live now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the blip date. Mm-hmm. Yes, that would be so cool. You know what? It's it's twenty twenty three. Two years. Just start that hashtag. We can make it happen. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Disney would not have a problem. They've already got D23 and Star Wars Celebration. Why Mm -hmm. not get more people to come in? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Also, sorry, listeners, because this is looking behind the curtain. Today, as we're recording this, is the two-year anniversary of Endgame coming out in theaters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So... Don't know what that has to do with anything, but just talking about dates. All right. <laughs> hey, it, that's that's worth of mentioning. <laughs> um. So current score, uh, Trey's got three points. I have two points. So most importantly, a uh, Jude has one point, and um, Al's with us. Oh, Good job, buddy. I, hey, I was going to argue for a point. <laughs> oh, are you? Oh, really? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I know I didn't say anything. I was waiting for my turn. Oh. Well, I said moving on. No I'm kidding. Oh. There's that swift Thorhammer I was talking about. <laughs> no, go ahead, Al. I said a few months after Endgame, definitely after uh, WandaVision. Um, and I have written on my notes, but I don't know if I said it on the air. But before Spider-Man: Far From Home, I think that's close enough with the. Uh, relative timelines I, I did say specifically four months but that's i mean four is really close to six i was gonna say <laughs> of the specific months listed four feels the closest and worthy of a point yeah you were closest without going yeah. over and i do like price of right rules at least with my <laughs> students you have brought it up in the podcast yeah all right we'll give you a point al but um just so you know just so you know in parentheses i'm writing pity pity (laughs) see see trey you thought i was brutal with you (laughs) i know right all right yeah um your your brutality is sending me a toy truck (laughs) (laughs) all right any more arguments can we move on we good i I should ask for final answers in all right. So next one. Will Bucky's arm get cool tech because it is Wakandan? Uh, Jude says yes, because the MCU is that cool. Also, sure, he couldn't help herself but to do it. Trey said, maybe. Maybe. So uh, we'll, we'll argue that. But he said, maybe, <laughs> because oh, wow, it, was set, <laughs> it was set up as a big deal in Endgame and Black Panther. Um, <laughs> Al said no, because they thought it was... Uh, it was enough of a gift for him just being there. And I said no, because it would remind um, Shuri of Claw's arm. Hmm. So this is definitely one of those times where I just wanted to make the joke, mm-hmm. and it was detrimental to myself. So I'm going to step away, because I know that there's absolutely no way I'm getting any kind of point from that. <laughs> What's I frustrating? Like... Yeah, go ahead. I don't... I don't. Re- I forgot that I didn't give my definitive answer in the moment. <laughs> I <laughs> because that was my question that I propose- proposed between me and Jude. So, like, I just in the moment assumed, like, oh, that's going to be my answer. Yes, and I didn't say it in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would man, accept that's... a yes because the follow up no. line was because it was uh, uh, set up as a big deal in Endgame and Black Panther. So, 
you obviously meant to say yes, but yeah. I wrote down as maybe. <laughs> well, my argument for it was going to be like, cool is in the eye of the beholder, right? So I'm pretty uh-huh. sure it's pretty cool to the Wakandans that they can immediately deactivate <laughs> Bucky. Yeah, that that was that was going to be my question. Is like, is his arm falling off cool or not? That's what we have to decide. <laughs> I, I was assuming that that was just standard tech. Like, they just know it. Like, oh, this is how you would normally take off a, a vibranium <laughs> arm. Duh. Yeah, I'm just now. I'm just imagining a whole bunch of people walking around with vibranium arms. You know, um, with the potential of losing them, <laughs> or legs, or I yeah, know, what else? True. Yeah. If Rocket knew that was an option, he would just take out everyone's appendages. <laughs> well, okay, so I think in our Discord, somebody posted a picture of the disarming, and mm-hmm. then Rocket kind of like in a robe in that Doctor Strange moment saying, Teach me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where we land. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, We even talked about it on pod, so I'm not sure. I'll say this. If we are going to say it's cool to have the arm fall off, at most, I would say by your own rules, I would only get one point. Because you specifically said I didn't want anybody going back and said, oh, I meant this. And that's clearly what it is for me in this moment. (laughs) But again, I think it comes down to whether or not we say it's cool. Okay. All right. I'm going to kind of weirdly argue against myself because I feel like when I said yes, mm-hmm. that's not what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I'm arguing against myself. And I was it was a cool moment, but it wasn't again what I had in mind. Like, like yeah. I had in mind the arm doing something, not falling off and becoming useless. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking it could like the hand could open and maybe it's a, a spear or something weird. Yeah. Right? right. Or, or even like, even like when he was punching on the lock, right. Maybe like hmm. it, it turns into like a claw type grip that it digs in and he can pull it out. Mm-hmm. Like similar nanotech to Wait start. His hands vibrating. Why didn't he just do that? <laughs> well, I mean, he, he said it cause he's, he's right-handed. He doesn't always. Oh, fair, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> So, it feels like we're saying no, not cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it... It was a cool moment, but I don't think it uh, did what the question was intending. Yeah. All right. Well, what about me and Al? Al and I both said no. He said it would have been enough gift for them being there. We put motivations on it, which I think might be our downfall. We are too specific. <laughs> <laughs> I said no because it will remind the story of Claw's arm. Huh. I will argue that the reason they have the disabled feature is because that was not on Claw's arm. And they didn't want this, him to go rogue like um, Claw had with his fake arm. Yeah, That's really cool speculative in narrative reason. And I think that puts us back in the running, if that's the case. <laughs> well, because that's an intentional cool thing, right? Like, I'm thinking ahead. I'm going disar- to to be able to disarm. <laughs> We're back to the eye of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, I, 
I say at most y'all both get a point for no. The motives is where it's going to be the second point. That'd be my argument. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'd agree with that. All right. So Al and I both get a point. I'm happy with that. Sweet. I wasn't even going to argue for a point. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nothing but, uh, but up for me here. <laughs> You're welcome. Watch Al win. <laughs> Somehow Al is going to win. <laughs> I know, right? Everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> All right, so uh, next question is, if this show gets a cameo, who do you want it to be? Al said, Rocket Raccoon. Uh, I said, Shang-Chi. Jude said, Rhodey. (laughs) (laughs) And Trey said, Smart Hulk. That's... God, I really feel like mine should be like a negative point. (laughs) To be honest... I think I'm okay with you getting one point. <laughs> you know, however, we, oh, oh, okay, go ahead. No, I want to hear the however. <laughs> okay, however, just as a group wise, the question was, who do you want the cameo to be? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you're right. I did want that to be a cameo. <laughs> I did want Smart Hulk. <laughs> Wait, I can't even say that because I mentioned when I sat down to write my notes, I didn't even know I wanted this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, but no, that's too much. Yeah, zero points. <laughs> yeah. Obvious. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give Jude one point because we knew Rhodey was going to be in it. So yeah, yeah, and I think that's very generous of you to give me one point on that one. <laughs> well, you know, you it doesn't put you in the lead over me, so I didn't care. <laughs> if you could do me a favor and right next yeah. to that point you gave him in parentheses, just draw a little truck for me. And that'll make me happy. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, also, Jude, like, I think you, we're also okay with you getting that point because you stopped at just the one. You didn't also say anyone else that was confirmed, like Sharon Carter or Zima. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Sam Wilson or uh, Bucky Barnes. <laughs> so you cheated, I, but it could have been so much worse. <laughs> right, right. I, ex- I Cameo, I expect Captain America, so... Well, that brings us to our next qu- next one, which is the final point, our random prediction. Jude, you thought that Old Cap, a cameo, would happen, not stock footage. So new Man. stuff. Um, that Trey, was way wrong. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, Trey says, uh, we will see Sam reliving the story of his partner. So the partner who he lost, he talked about in Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. Al said the end credit scene is a trailer for Black Widow saying it is a premiere access. <laughs> and I said that we'll get a vague reference to Wolverine and Madripoor. And all the Disney Plus, because all the Disney Plus shows would be trolling people who are waiting for the mutants to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, that was definitely, I don't think anyone can argue. Al, maybe, but. <laughs> Tony, oh man, try. I was going to say that was super close. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, so, I, I, Tony. This might make us tied or put you ahead. Based on my limited comic knowledge, I saw this was brought up on Twitter a lot. There was a, I think, a logo of a bar when they were in Madripoor. That was a bar that Wolverine frequented a lot. Yeah, so, I think there was an X Men drop in the Madripoor. Um, I think both of y'all have a good argument for a point. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I will definitely say I will definitely take those two points because I did say a vague <laughs> reference to Wolverine, and nothing's vaguer than that. <laughs> Listen, I special in being vague. I specialize in being vague. <laughs> I mean, that is very vague. <laughs> could other mutants have visited that bar? Is it really just Wolverine? I wish. <laughs> see, this is where I wish it would have been a little bit better. More. A little bit better prepared so I could have the name of the bar that was referenced, but I don't have it on. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Let's see. That the hmm, let's see sounds like your Googling sound. Yeah. Are you Googling? It that? is my Googling sound. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, All right. While he's Googling topic... that, let's talk about uh, the premiere access, which uh-huh. they did announce during the show. Yep. Not during the show, but during the run of the series. But so, it was not almost in any way connected to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's true. So it's not that I and it was like what episode two was out at the time, maybe yeah. episode one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. So it was early on in the season, even in running. Um, uh, and I did say that it would be a trailer. Uh, I didn't say anything about the date changing on the movie, but. <laughs> I did call that Disney caved and they put it on on Disney Plus Premier Access trying to get the point for that. I I could be okay with the point because the the fact that you called it during the show even though it wasn't a teaser <laughs> that that's I don't know that feels like a very small target in the grand scheme of things so to get that close feels like a point to me. Listen, at this point we all know I'm not going to win so I'm <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so just to follow up on that, Google, uh, while the location itself, talking about Madripoor, acts as a tangential reference to the X-Men, there is a more overt nod to one of its most famous members during one of the establishing, shot, establishing shots, which holds on a neon sign that reads Princess Bar. This inclusion is noteworthy as this particular hangout spot. Why can't I read normal? This inclusion <laughs> is noteworthy as this particular hangout spot has been featured dozens of times in comic book stories featuring Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So I will take those two points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah that, that's, that's well earned. Almost spot on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, and we need to make a ruling on Al's uh, point. Uh Trey, do you think Al deserves a point for the Premier Access prediction? I say yes. Jude? I say yes. All right, so my vote doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say yes anyway, Al. (laughs) Yay, okay. I feel like it's really earned. Yeah, and that uh, concludes it. So our final score in fourth place with a valiant effort was... Jude. Or actually, I'll say third place. Jude with two points, because Al and Trey tied. Oh, wow. With three points each. And in first place, with five points, the record of MCU Rewind for the most correct predictions in history. That's (laughs) only because we've doubled the value of each point now. (laughs) But it's true. (laughs) No one needs to know that part. (laughs) Edit, edit. It's Tony. (laughs) Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. We'll see how much of that gets in because Al's editing this episode. <laughs> I mean, it's the shortest episode, and you just hear Al say, I win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cutting out this entire conversation right here. Uh, yeah. 
It's gonna be uh, weird clips of me rearranging it, my words, <laughs> so it puts Al in top of points. <laughs> just keep saying this, Tony. Less less work that I have to rearrange the words. Just. All right. All right. Cool. So um, now that Tony gets to um, have the rest of his week feeling all high and mighty because he <laughs> won, I guess now's a good time <laughs> to uh, basically we'll close out the episode. So one more time, Trey and or Jude, whoever wants to give the description, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, remind our audience about your show? Sure. Uh, like I said, MCU need to know we have episodes that drop every Monday. Um, and you know, if you like the MCU, if you like this show, uh, I think you'll like us as well. Yeah, it's a very fun time just getting to geek out about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, just a reminder for, uh, anyone listening, I did make sure to, I hope I did make sure to put, uh, <laughs> links to, uh, their show and, and other various uh, social media stuff in the show notes for this episode. So, uh, if you, cool. you. want to follow them, feel free to go to wherever it is you see your show notes and click on at least one of those. So you remember, uh, about them or yeah, remember to follow or that kind of thing. Cause I don't know about you, but as soon as a podcast episode ends, I forget everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Show Especially notes when I record one. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'll have uh, Daniel. You know, I I was talking with him, and he's on it was a, a week guest recently, and he's like, "Yeah, you said this or that on this episode," and I was like, "I don't remember any of that." <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It's like it's like I'll have to go back and listen. Uh, well, that's why, uh, like you know, every third podcast has the exact same um, advertisement for you know, some mattress or something, right? Because everyone just forgets. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, guys, I think it's time to wrap this up. So all you listeners out there, join us next time on Monday when we cover the finale of Iron Fist, season one, episode 13, Dragon Plays with Fire. Or if you don't care about that, which who really cares about Iron Fist, you can join us on June 10th as we wrongfully guess what is going to happen in the Loki Disney Plus show with a guest who we haven't scheduled yet. So look forward to that. Remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What am I doing? As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. (laughs) 